Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. I'm excited for the passage that we have today, so let's jump right into it. Today we're in Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to start with verse 1, and it says this, The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made for all for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than the vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in one bag are his work. It is an abomination for the king to commit wickedness, for a throne is established in righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of the kings, and they love him who speaks what is right. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil, but he who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to the bones. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. An ungodly man digs up evil. It is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and whisperers separates the best friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks with his eye to devise perverse things. He pursues, or excuse me, he, yeah, he pursues his lips and brings about evil. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory. If it is found in the way of righteousness, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Wow, what a good chapter of Scripture there that is in Proverbs chapter 16. And today I want to start off with verse 3, and this is how to master your mind, surrender your actions. How to master your mind, surrender your actions. And this is what verse 3 says, commit your works to the Lord 
and your thoughts will be established. Now, this is an incredibly key verse. In fact, a very important verse for today's day and age, because today there's a lot of struggle with the mind. Anxiety is at an all-time high. We live in a culture of worry. Depression is, is incredibly high right now amongst people, and anger and bitterness are here as well. There are a lot of struggles that are going on in people's lives concerning their mind. In fact, perhaps mental health uh, is, is what it's been called, is, is probably at an all-time high in just the idea of discussion and, and people being aware of it. And it's, of course, people are aware of it because things are difficult right now. Uh, whether that's, I, I mean, goes back to 2020 um, and all of the lockdowns, I certainly think a lot of that is from it. In fact, in chapter 18 of Proverbs, which is coming up here in just a couple days, it says this in verse 1, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And so we know that that isolation that happened, well, it caused a lot of problems there three years ago with COVID. But also looking at uh, that, which which happened, it's hard to believe that it was three years ago uh, there in, in COVID. But also with that, there was a lot of abuse, substance abuse, that ended up happening and then physical abuse ended up happening, which of course then brought more anxiety, more worry, more depression. And of course it is just kind of a vicious, vicious cycle. So there's a good chance that those of you who are listening today, just from the negative aspects of COVID, but maybe it's something else. We live in just a crazy world anyway. You know, banks are, are closing left and right and all kinds of other stuff right now. It's, it's, it seems to be quite dangerous, uh, this world that we live in. But there is a good chance that you are struggling something when it comes to the mind, when it comes to your thought life. And it might even be something that I didn't even mention, but there is a high chance that if you're listening to this today, that you struggle with something when it comes to the mind. And of course, verse 3 of Proverbs chapter 16 gives this wonderful answer as to how we can help our mind out. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. What we must do to keep our minds safe or to get to that safety, perhaps that's what you're seeking to do, is we must establish our thoughts. But how do we do that? We do it by committing our works to the Lord. Which, first of all, you have to answer this question. What are your works or your labors committed to right now? What is it that you work on? What is it that you put as a priority that you're going and saying, I am going to do this. I am going to work on this thing. I am just going to go into labor in this field. You know, one of the things that I think I mentioned this before, uh, this is my wife, Sarah. She has worked on calligraphy. There, I think I said it better this time. I, I couldn't say it a couple of weeks ago. But but she worked on this, this handwriting, and I remember she came to me and she said, look, I want to be able to learn this and I want to be able to do this. And, and, and this is one of the things that it's really stuck with me because when she first said this, I was just kind of like, uh, okay, whatever, you know, that seems like a fun hobby, I guess, for you. You know, not not really thinking much of it, but she really, really, really labored in it. She really worked on it. And of course, there is great results. She committed herself to going into learning a new skill, to going into mastering a new skill. But the question is, 
what are we committing ourselves to? What are you committing yourselves to yourself to right now? Well, if you want your thoughts established, you need to commit your labor, yourself, to the Lord. You need to go and to commit your labor to the Lord. Find something that you can do for Jesus Christ. Find something that you can do for God. Where are you serving God right now? If your thought life is, is all crazy right now and you go, you know, I didn't used to struggle with this kind of a thing and this seems new and I don't know what's going on, but you know, you used to serve God and now you don't. Now you've taken a break from serving God. Well, there you have your answer. The two things are connected. Now, some of you might be going and saying, well, I, I've, I've struggled my entire life you know, what, what am I supposed to do? What well, will go talk to your pastor. If you don't have a pastor, go find a church, right? But, but go and talk to your pastor and, and take him this verse. Say, look, it says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. And, and say, look, my, my thoughts aren't very established right now. I'm struggling with my mind. Can you help me commit my works to the Lord? Where is a place that I can serve? And I am certain that your pastor will be able to find a place for you to serve. He will be able to go and to stop and to think about what would be something that you could do for God. That, that's, that's kind of part of his job right there is to go and to, to figure out that kind of stuff, to direct the sheep, to lead the sheep, right? But go and present this verse. This is something that's important because you need to go and to live out this verse if you really do want your thoughts established. The next thing is, is how do you find good things, goodness, and happiness? Isn't that something that we all want? Goodness in our life and happiness in our life. Well, verse 20 says this, He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. That seems like a really simple verse. It just seems like a really cut and dry, simple verse. And I absolutely love that. But, but it is something that is profound and impactful if you let it get a hold of your life. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. See, we all want to find goodness in this life. I, I don't know anybody who goes around saying, look, I just want my life to be miserable. I hope my life just is miserable and terrible and, and, and rocks just fall on my head all the time. You know, nobody goes around saying that because nobody wants that for their life. But how do we find this goodness? Well, we need to heed the word wisely. You need to heed the word wisely. And remember, once again, what Jesus said, the wise man builds his house upon the rock, the rains come down, the floods come up, and the, the, the house on the rock st stands firm. Well, what did Jesus liken that house, that man who built his house on the rock? Well, he likened him to the man who heard God's word and did God's word. That's what it means to heed the word wisely. You hear God's word and you do God's word. You need to remember that wise man. You need to build your house, your life on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, which means you need to hear his word, be in a position where you can hear his word every day, and specifically, especially on Sunday. And of course, then you need to do it because just hearing God's word doesn't make you wise because the foolish man hears God's word as well. Then he 
doesn't do it. And he builds his house upon the sand. It might look good for a time, but when the winds come and the rains come down and the floods come up, well, what ends up happening? Well, the house goes splat, right? Great is its destruction. You must take the simple commands and God's word serious and obey them. Isn't this something that is so difficult to do? It's simple, but it is difficult because we look out and we think, yeah, 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 I understand that. I know it. But are you really applying it to your life? The simple things, are you obeying God in the little things and the simple things? If you want to find goodness in this life, you must do that. The second part of this verse, though, says, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And don't we all want to be happy as well? Not just find goodness in this life, but we want to be happy. I don't know anybody who goes around saying, I want to be sad. I just want life to be miserable and sad. No, nobody says that. Everybody wants to be happy. But true happiness is found in trusting God. You can let go of your circumstances when you are truly trusting God. All of the things that swirl around you in your life that might make you anxious, that might get you worked up, that might make you sad and depressed, that might bring anger or bitterness in your life. Well, when you're trusting God, those things just don't seem to be so big. That that old hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That's what this verse is talking about. It's going and talking about the concept there of going and trusting in Jesus. And when you trust in Jesus, you find happiness. Why? Because all the things of earth, well, it grows strangely dim. It doesn't just seem to matter. The things that seem to get you worked up before, well, they don't get you worked up. Why? Because you're trusting Jesus. You're trusting God. Trust God today. And of course, in order to trust him, you need to commit your way to him because you're truly not trusting God until you've taken those steps of obedience. The next thing is, the last thing I want us to look at this morning is don't get bitter. In verse 27, it says this, An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Now, you would think that some people were born with a shovel in their hand because all they do is to dig up what evil has happened to them all day. Yes, and there are, there, there are evil things that will happen to you in this world. There are evil things that, that, that have happened to me. But the, the, the reality of it is, is that sometimes some things have been buried because they're dead and yet not bring them up again. You're not bringing them up to resurrect them, but to just carry around a dead carcass with you spiritually, and that's no good. When you're constantly digging, you will bring your life to ruin. See, someone who is constantly going and digging all of these things back up, back up, back up, back up, also has burning lips. Their lips are burning, and they have to tell you about it. 
See, you can even evaluate your life by realizing what is on your lips. What is burning that you just have to get out and tell somebody? Is it how someone committed evil against you? If so, then you can know that you're ungodly. That's what this verse is going and saying. See, God takes the evil that we have done against him, which is much worse than anything anybody could ever do against us. And what does he do? He nails it to the cross. That's what he does with our evil. That's what he does. What you need to do is to take your shovel and instead of digging in to the evil things that people have done to you, you need to dig into the wealth of God's word and not the wrongs that others have done unto you. The Apostle Paul puts it this way. He goes and he says in Philippians, I believe it's chapter 2, where he goes and he says, I I, I look forward, I, I forget the things that are behind me, and I count them as loss, that I may know him and know him more. Do, do, you, do you seek to strive to move forward, to know Jesus Christ today? Sometimes we, we spend too much time in our past just going and living in our past. We need to move forward, pressing towards Jesus Christ. And, and, and look, I love history. I understand we should learn from our past. I understand that, that, that just because we even forgive somebody doesn't mean that there's no consequences. I understand these things. But we're talking about somebody who just keeps digging them up and their lips are burning. They just have to tell you about it because they just want to go and to dwell on these things. What is the problem? Well, they just don't have an established mind. Their thoughts are not established. And that brings us right back to the first thing that we looked at. How do you establish your thoughts? Well, by committing your way to God. So today, I want to challenge you, commit your works to the Lord, and then your thoughts will be established. And of course, if your thoughts are established, as long as you're also obeying God's word, applying it to your life, you're going to find goodness, you're going to find happiness, and you're not going to be ungodly. You're not going to be digging into evil and digging that all back up. Your lips aren't going to be burning, having to go in to say these things. But instead, you're going to have an established thought life. You're going to have goodness in your life. And you will also be happy. And isn't that what you want today? I sure hope that's what you want today. It makes sense if that's what you want. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hold to the promise, there's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel it, the song that is rising. Then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now I'll